Hey everyone, this amazing ESO Network show is brought to you by our fine sponsor, Amazon.com. Please remember to shop Amazon for all your geeky needs, no matter what time of the year it is. All you need to do is go to esopodcast.com slash esoamazon, or click on the Amazon banner on the ESO Network webpage to go to our e-store. It's the best way to shop and the best way to support this program, and it doesn't cost you anything extra. Okay, that's enough of me babbling for now. Now on with your regular scheduled show. You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. It's time for the ESO Dragon Con Report, a podcast dedicated to help newcomers and veterans prepare for the upcoming annual convention in downtown Atlanta. With interviews, advice, and news from the pros and fans alike, be careful, you never know, you might actually learn something. Howdy, and welcome to the final episode of the 2017 Dragon Con Con Report. And I'm I'm sorry to break it to y'all, but Dragon Con 2017 is over. It's in the books. It's passed. It's it's now gone. Um, almost everybody has gone home. I think there's still maybe a few people left in some of the hotels. Uh, but um, um, most of us survived. Um, we are here with actually the original crew. <laughs> uh, I'm your host, Mike Gordon. I'm pleased to introduce you to the rest of our crew, uh, including, of course, Director Mike Faber. Hey, Dragon Con people. How are you? Howdy. And uh, uh, for better or for worse, Darren Noel is here. Howdy, y'all. What's up? Howdy. Um, you know, there's one thing. I think we usually record these later in the month, so we probably have a little bit more energy when we're doing that, but... Wait, we've got, uh, you know, we're we're fresh out of the con. It's only been, what, a week and a half? Uh, yeah, I think. So. And, of course, Mary Lou, who is with us. Hey, guys. Howdy. So um, we're also going to be checking in with Eternal Zan later on. And uh, just get all the stuff out of the way here. This Earth Station 1 special report is sponsored by Amazon, where you can find all sorts of cool geeky merchandise. If you're ordering some swag, please help us out by going through our Amazon link at the top of our website page. Earth Station 1, you'll see an Amazon link there. Click that. Whatever you buy helps us out. It doesn't cost you any more, but it really does help uh, help our costs. So, um, And if you'd like to leave feedback or comment on the show... You want to talk about your own Dragon Con experience? Um, this is our last report now, but we'll be saving those messages until uh, January when we go over the 20, when we start up the 2018 Dragon Con Con report. Mm. So uh, we, we love feedback. So please uh, call our feedback line at 404 963 9057 or feel free to email us at esopodcast at gmail.com. So now we're going to get started. Um, not a lot of news to report. Except for the fact that, because even Dragon Con, the higher ups are sleeping in. Um, but uh, we, they did uh, announce that uh, once again, uh, attendance record this year set a new attendance record of. Uh, I think one of the press releases said over eighty thousand. I think I saw some reports that said it was a closer to eighty-two thousand people. Which, that's that's a lot of people. 
Mm-hmm. And and uh, in some ways, it felt like a lot of people, a lot of people, a lot more people. And I know, Mike, you said a, a couple times during the weekend that it didn't feel like there was as many people this year. So that's that's kind of interesting. I think traffic for me uh, flowed better this year. It didn't. There was only a couple times that I ran into it where it felt like it was really crowded. Exactly, and. Basically, for me, it didn't feel like it was that crowded at times. Yeah, there were times where it was the typical trying to get through the T or trying to get through the sky bridges or trying to. Or that awful intersection. Well, that's the T. So. Right. And, you know, and the Marriott, of course, was a nuthouse as always. But for some reason, it just didn't feel as crowded to me. I don't know why. It just didn't have like the you know pressure feel that i've had in the past couple years it did feel you know nicer because i was able to walk outside a bit because the weather was better this year too Mm -hmm. yeah so that might have helped the breezeways um a little bit exactly i um i yeah because i noticed that yes uh, there was a couple times where i had to you know stop during uh, going through the habit trails, but more the traffic moved. Uh, I allowed myself, I think, 45 minutes to get from the the America's Mart to the the Hilton, and I got there in under it was under 30. I know that, so I thought that was a pretty big accomplishment. <laughs> and I didn't even know where I was going in the Hilton because that's I was that's that's when I was on my way to the Brit track and they moved that. So I was kind of like, oh, where am I going? So I had to spend another 10 minutes trying to figure out where that was. But um, so they, they so, yes, uh, it does continue. Now, I think one of the things that um, and uh, yeah, I guess we can talk a little bit about that. One of the more controversial things that I heard about the weekend was and then I think one of the things that added to the attendance spike was that on Saturday during the parade, DragonCon uh, so was selling day passes outside the Marriott on the street. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Very unusual. That was very They'd weird. Never, that, yeah, very odd. And I've, I've heard that it was, not, um, it was not received well. Any, any by, feedback? By whom? Who did not receive it well? Well, um, uh, they were $50 badges, and the consensus or the, one of the thoughts was that this kind of uh, it, it kind of encouraged more people to come in that were just there for the parade and more people to come in that might not have been there, uh, that were just there to take part in the day as opposed to and the night as opposed to the whole weekend. So I think what I was guessing, what I was inferring from some of the comments was that it let more people in that might not have, I don't want to say shouldn't have been there, but were not there maybe for some of the right reasons. I mean, who's to say what are the right or wrong reasons? I don't really think we can start policing why people come to Dragon Con. So, like, maybe they just went to the parade and were like, hey, this is awesome. I want to do more of this. And so they went inside for the day. Like, I think that's great. I think it's a hot tip for Dragon Con to convert some of those parade viewers into regular attendees. Exactly. And they don't have to go all the way down to the Sheraton either. 
Exactly. Because that used to be the thing discouraging people. Say, like, hey, you want more of this? Go to the Sheraton. And especially the Sheraton. Mm, two blocks exactly, that way. Exactly, one block that yeah. way. Exactly. Especially when you had to wait in, before the postcard system. Before You used to have to wait in line around the building. And that was such a discouragement. And this, I think, is a great but idea. Anymore for registration. I mean, I didn't even have my postcard this year because I moved. I showed up a minute on Thursday to get my badge. One minute. And I was picking up someone else's badge, too. So wait time for registration is a thing of the past. Thank you, registration at Dragon Con. Once yeah, again. I think they've, I, they've really got it down to an art at this totally point. Totally, they do. I think uh, most of that is most of the things I was reading were coming from people that were just they're they're just not happy with how how busy Saturday is, and that's when the that's when the biggest day is, <laughs> and it seemed to encourage even more people to come in on come on Saturday, which made added to the crowds. And I don't know either way. I mean, it's just I mean, you know. I guess I get that. Like, yeah, it's crowded, but it's Dragon Con. Like, if you're a long-time attendee and you didn't know that it was going to be crowded, like, you weren't paying attention. Like, I, I mean, I don't know. I just don't, I don't really, I don't really have a problem with that at all. Like, if Dragon Con can convert some of those passers-by into, like, people who pay, like, that's great. And it gets the word out about Dragon Con. And, I mean, I don't think we can really say stuff like, oh, they're not real fans if they're only here for Saturday. Like, that's. Not fair. Well, well, that's the whole "who's a that's real like, fan" that's, argument, that's not right? Cool. Like, we don't need to be. We don't need to be doing that. That's not like, something that fans need to be doing. We're all about being included. You know, geeks as a stereotype have been excluded. Know what it's like to feel like people don't want you around, and we're supposed to be inclusive. It's not on us to decide who's there for the right reason and who isn't. And I don't. I do not. I'm not okay with people who go around saying stuff like that. Well, I, I, I think it's also as, and I'm not saying that they should be linked, but I think that they're also linking that to the other thing, the other news story that made national news, uh, of course, uh, for Dragon Con this year was that, uh, unfortunately two women were hit by chairs thrown from the hotel ba- balcony of the Marriott. And that was on, um, early Sunday morning slash Saturday night. So, um, and I don't know, as, as the last thing I read said that they hadn't caught the culprits. And some, uh, it's believed that they were not, uh, that they were not actual, like, regular con goers, that they were there for another reason. So I don't know if that's all linked together, uh, but certainly that's, uh, that's where I, it's, that's sort of the stories are linked. I mean, people are, People are saying it's too crowded on Saturday. It's not safe, and uh, and things like this will happen. And and they're just fanning the flames by opening it up uh, to, to to the streets on on Saturday morning. That again, I'm I not. Saying, I don't. I'm not saying that that's what I'm I. I'm not. I'm not available to make any real comments on this. Um, but yeah. I don't know of any of any evidence that those two things are related. I have not heard yeah. any actual evidence of that. Yeah, Mary, you might want to sit this one out because of your role with Dragon Con. I am. I am. I am. I'm not going to say anything else, but I don't think it's fair to start drawing some parallels between yeah. people coming in and just, people getting hurt. I like, just, I just don't want you getting in trouble or anything either right right yeah yeah no i that's certainly not where i'm going with it and let's 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 make it clear this is not something that's coming from me personally 
So I'm just uh, no, no. Uh, I'm just throwing it out there because I've seen a lot of it. I mean, there is there's 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 the normal, and I think the chair incident just really gave fuel to the fire for people who've been saying that it's overcrowded. Uh, you know, they would say it's overcrowded anyway, right? People so were saying, saying it's overcrowded, but people were saying it was overcrowded when it was fifty thousand people. You know, yes, so true. it's true, and you know. It's always going to well, get. I'm not saying it's true that it's overcrowded. No, I'm saying it's, it's true, true that people are saying it. it. No, that's what I was agreeing with you. And it's you know this is not the first incident of people throwing it over the side of the railing either. Uh, what was it, a couple of years ago? Somebody threw a bottle from one of the higher floors. Yeah, yeah. I, I was uh, in the Marriott when that happened, and it hit the upper deck of the lobby uh, floor and busted one of the glass. Um, partitions that keeps people from falling over the marble walkway to the next floor below. Um, wow. It, it sounded like a shotgun went off uh, when that happened several years ago. It doesn't surprise me, unfortunately, that some idiot would do this regardless of their affiliation with the con or not. Um, until we know who actually has done this, and I hope that they're caught, and I hope they're prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law, should they be guilty, um, we really can't say what their motivation was or why they were in the hotel. That's all speculation. Um, you can let someone, anyone can buy a ticket to Dragon Con as long as Dragon Con has not barred them from entering Dragon Con for previous behavior, as far as I know. And if you're 16 and under or something like that, maybe it's 15, I forget, but you're supposed to have an adult with you at all times. 16 and under. I know that, from, I know, I know so, that from experience. From William, right? Yeah. <laughs> so. We don't know who did it. I, I hope it's not someone who was there that is affiliated with the con as a fan who is, and I don't mean this in the in the derogatory way, a real fan. If someone bought a, a badge just to cause some drama, um, I hope we find that out as well. Um, but if that was their, if that was their intention, um, just to get into the hotel and throw a chair, um, congratulations. Exactly. You you succeeded, and now we have to find you. Exactly. You're a jackass, you know? Exactly. (laughs) Well, jackass is being polite, I think. I know. I'm trying not to curse all that much tonight. Someone someone could have been killed, literally. Yeah. We are very fortunate. Both women that were were injured are, are, I guess, are fine, uh, from what I understand. Um, Fine and traumatized, I'm sure. Oh, sure. Yeah. Well, actually, they interviewed both of them afterwards and both said that uh that <clears throat> they can't wait to return next year that they okay. uh they, that didn't it did not ruin their their con experience exactly one of them was their first time <clears throat> going to the con even wow yeah yeah so um the the girl who was dressed as loki was particularly uh funny she was you know she was thinking that her her headdress uh saved her actually you know it, it provided mm-hmm. provided some protection against the chair yeah. No, and I hate to say it, these hotels with the huge atriums anyway, things like this are bound to happen, and I hate that it had to happen at Dragon Con, you know, or I any con, truthfully, but it just puts a black eye on Dragon Con a little bit because it just, you know, hey, these geeks, you know, can't handle themselves, or it's getting overcrowded, that's why it happened. No. You know, it was somebody up in the upper floors who did it. It wasn't somebody who was partying up on the atrium level or something that threw a, fl- a chair. 
And it wasn't like there were fist fights or stuff like that on the atrium. I mean, you you look at an event where there's 80,000 people at it. And the amount of drama that goes on at DragonCon that requires police intervention seems to be really low. And we've had fire marshal before because of overcrowding. Mm-hmm. And and certainly there were ambulances all around DragonCon again this year because yes. DragonCon doesn't do its own medical stuff anymore. Mm-hmm. So they have to call 911 if someone's in distress to get them to an official um, place to be triaged for whatever's going on. So there were a lot of ambulances in and out of the hotel. I noticed that at the Hyatt. So for 80,000 people, I think we're fairly well behaved as a group. There's always those few. And unfortunately, there will probably always be those few. But that's the same at any large event like this. You're going to get some people who are going to not behave. And all you can do is basically publicly shame them (laughs) into not coming around anymore. Unless, of course, what they're doing is illegal and then they get arrested. So. Exactly. No, I agree completely. Um, I don't see problems, you know, with all these people being together. I just think it's the rogue people out there. And, you know, that's. Well, I'm just saying the overcrowding aspect of it, if that's part of the argument. I mean, Burning Man has how many people at it? Well, exactly. Exactly. Look at Bonnaroo. You know, same thing. Exactly. You know, so any big, uh, huge festival, you're going to have a few things that are going to hiccup. It's going to happen. In fact, I think it was pointed out that weekend at the um, the new. Uh, I think it was pointed out the this that weekend, that same weekend, at the Mercedes Benz new stadium that it just opened. That during one of the the college football games, a fight broke out in the stands. So you know, you're you're talking about. You know, they had probably about somewhere between forty and 60,000 people there, um, which is amazing to think that that stadium can hold a lot of Dragon Con in it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, Dragon Con can be held in one place. Not saying that it should be. I'm just saying that it's amazing to me that Dragon Con can be held in one stadium, uh, almost. Um, but, uh, yeah, you're right, to your point. If you get a lot of people together... Um, certainly some of them are cross purposes and something happens, you know, we've seen it happen. Things happen at San Diego, New York, et cetera, et cetera. So, um, yeah, it's unfortunate that just this happened. But I mean, when you look at the number of times that this convention has gone on, the number of years it's gone on and the amount of, of bad things that have happened, I think they're relatively few. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, um, but I had to make mention of it because it did make national news. And unfortunately, you know, when my mom asks about it, that's when I have to go, oh, I guess, uh, people are paying attention to this. (laughs) So, um, the other thing I wanted to point out to people is it's not too late to start thinking about, uh, 2018. In fact, uh, badges, memberships, as they're called. Uh, for 2018, a full four-day, no, no, five-day membership because they are officially adding Thursday to the list. Hold on, hold on. Are they doing Thursday night or are they doing full-day programming on Thursday? We're not sure yet. because, But all we know is that Thursday is included in the, in the membership now. The date for Thursday is included. Now, we don't have the specifics on what time on Thursday or what will be on Thursday, 
But we do know now that Thursday is an official day next, starting next year for Dragon Con. Um, tickets for 2018 will be $85. They go up in price on the 22nd of September. So uh, if you're listening to this, you have very short window to get $85 tickets. Um, after that, they're going to go up and up and up and up uh, throughout the year. But um, I would definitely, you know, encourage people to get them earlier. The earlier you get them, the cheaper they're going to be. But and that is, uh, uh, I'm glad you brought that up, Mike, because that is some speculation about what exactly is going to happen with Thursday. Um, I think we can officially say now that Thursday is the new Friday. Um, <clears throat> they sold Thursday only passes. Uh, this past year, and now they're including it in the the membership pass. Um, I, I've heard from various uh, off the record. I've heard from various track directors that there may be an opportunity for Thursday programming next year, um, but we don't know um, whether. I, I know there's going to be some changes with uh, America's Mart um, in terms of opening that when that opens officially. So um, and, and some of uh, the layout of that. So there's still there's a lot of changes already. They were talking about 2018, uh, the last few days of this convention. So they're already starting to plan ahead, looking at what worked and what didn't work uh, about Thursday. And uh, but I think I think we've all known this. I think we're ready. I think people are ready for a Thursday full day of Dragon Con. Mm. Or at least or at least a half day. It used to be that thing Dragon Con started at one o'clock on Friday, I would not be at all surprised if things didn't start happening at one o'clock on Thursday uh, next year. That'd be interesting to see what it does then, because I know the newbie tours are Thursday afternoon. They probably yep. would have to move to either Thursday morning or on, dare I say it, Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what, um, we got there on Thursday to set up, and Thursday night at the Pulse Bar is just as packed almost as any other night. So people are already there on Thursday. Um, it's it's not a question of oh, I don't think you're going to get more people to come earlier. I mean, people are already there. So you might as well take advantage of a new programming for it. Well, that's interesting. That's very very interesting. It'll be interesting to see what actually happens with that. I'm not opposed to them adding extra time. I just hope my pocketbook can handle that. You know, we're down there on Thursday as it is. So basically, you know, <laughs> um, the, 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 you, I still get a hotel room for Thursday night. So, um, maybe I'd have to go down on Wednesday instead. I don't know. That would be, yeah. I don't know what else would change really from what I'm doing now. Well, it'd be interesting to see how the hotels change that for reservations. Cause right now with the dragon con rate, they make you do Thursday till Monday. Yep. Most of them, yeah, most of them are four nights, yeah. So would they make you do five Minimum. nights now, you know, with the con? So that's... that's well, just... not a lot of people stay Monday. So four nights is Thursday, Friday, Saturday. No. Actually, a lot of people in the Hyatt stayed Monday. We we didn't have a big problem getting out of the Hyatt on Monday. Oh, that's cool. Because everyone was staying overnight on Monday to avoid checking out on Monday. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, There's a lot of people that do stay over. Well, Mary, you had your part. You had your party on Monday night. How did that go? Um, good, good. We were just actually at the alcohol disposal party, uh, sort of like a sub party to that. So, um, it was pretty cool, chill and small, but we didn't really have any expectations, so it was cool. 
But staying till Tuesday is the best. Like, if you don't stay till Tuesday, I wholeheartedly <laughs> recommend it. Now, do you get there Tuesday? Uh, Wednesday. We get there Wednesday. Okay, and then we so it's almost a week. Tuesday. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it is a week. It's uh. It's crazy. I mean, obviously, there's you know, there's there's stuff to do. Even if there's not official stuff to do, there's still a lot of get-togethers and unofficial parties and, and all that kind of thing. So um, uh, it'll be interesting to see how this shakes out. But I would not at all be surprised to see programming, more programming on Thursday next uh, this year, next year. Yeah, whatever. Whichever um, year we're talking about. Whatever year we're talking about. Let's talk about 2017. I want to hear from you guys because I saw some of you for a few minutes, um, but not all of you. So, um, so yeah, I want to hear about your Dragon Con 2017 and and how uh, the good, the bad, and the amazing. So um, I guess we'll start with Mary because, yeah, why not? Ladies first. We already heard about your yeah. Monday. Yeah, okay. Um, well, my Dragon And you got there year, before anybody. I, I guess I did. Um, <laughs> Wednesday's great. Like, I always enjoy Wednesday just because it's so chill. People are just really settling in. And, like, it just kind of gives you a chance to prepare before it all starts, you know? Is there... Is there... I don't want to say no cosplay because it is Dragon Con, but is it more? It, I would imagine it's much more casual cosplay on Wednesday. If there you know is what, one. there was actually a lot of cosplay Wednesday. Wow! And okay. I was sort of like, "What are all of you doing? Like, what, <laughs> what are you doing?" <laughs> but like, you know, it's cool. Like, if, I think some people would do like test drives of their costumes that night. Um, you know, just to, like, if they were going to wear it later on a busy day or something, kind of give them a chance to test it and try it out, um, make sure everything works before they wore it for real. So, yeah, there's, I mean, there's not, like, a lot of people, but people who are there are, like, really excited. So, it's always fun. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. So what were some of the, the highlights for you for the rest of the weekend? What, what did Because uh, I know you don't do a lot of celebrity stuff or panels, right? I actually went to two panels in one day this year. Wow, I don't okay. think I've ever done that. <laughs> um, it is amazing. <laughs> yeah, it was. So I really wanted to go to one of the Star Trek Next Gen panels because they had um, a, like a lot of the main cast. So I'd seen them. Before, but not so that was really neat they had everyone on the main bridge crew except for um lavar burton who plays Jordy, and patrick stewart who plays captain picard um and it was just neat to see them all together and you know telling stories and stuff so they did actually had four panels with that group um which i think was really great because it split up the crowd a lot right um mm -hmm. and i was really glad to see that so that was cool and then later that afternoon my friend joseph and i just sort of walked into one of the stargate panels uh, it was already halfway over, but it wasn't full. So we just went in and saw like the last half of that. And that was really great. Because I used to go to the Stargate panels when they had like a lot of Stargate guests. So I always made sure to go to those at least once. So yeah, that was really neat. That was so cool. Um, other highlights, let's see. Um, I don't know, just mostly seeing my friends is the big highlight for me. Mm -hmm. um, 
And then some of, we went to the Harry Potter Yule Ball on Sunday night, and that was pretty fun. Uh, I didn't know this, but they um, ask children to leave after like 10. So, because the first time we went to the Yule Ball, it was like a bunch of kids. They made us drink all of our alcohol before we even went in. But apparently it's not like that the whole night anymore. So it is an adult party after a certain time, which was actually pretty cool. Um, not that I have a problem with kids being there or anything. I certainly don't. It was just sort of a different kind of event. Um, one that I'm not interested in. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, just me personally. But it, but it was great. We had a lot of fun at that. Uh, and let's see, I'm trying to think of what other like official events that I went to. Mostly I just chilled in the Pulse Bar and um, yeah, I did a lot of wandering this year, which was cool. A lot of like going over the other hotels and observing the aggressively hip Hilton. And uh, we went to play um, video games. That was fun. We went over to the America's Mart at like 2 a.m. and played like drunk DDR. And we had a lot of fun with that. So I always recommend going over to arcade gaming. That place is a lot of fun. Yeah, they moved that, right? Because that last year that was sort of in the comic and pop art area, but it wasn't there this year. Did It was oh, yeah, somewhere it was else, new, right? It was, um, it was in building two of the America's Mart. So it was in the America's Mart last year also, but I'm not sure. I think it was in building one, but this year it had its like own floor. It was on the same floor as tabletop and PC gaming. Yeah, I gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Last year it was on floor, it was on building two as well, but it was on the third floor where the, the comic people were, because I was looking right across from, from it. Oh, where, that's so. sort of a bummer. I think it worked a lot better this year. They just had all the gamers together. Yeah, this year we just had Stan Lee in that area. Like there was a huge area. That's why they moved. Yeah, <laughs> that's what all those ripped off area was, right? Yeah, exactly. Hmm. Um, well, you mentioned something interesting. Well, you mentioned a lot of interesting things. But um, one thing that you mentioned that I want to talk a little bit more about is the Hilton and the new design. Does everybody dig it? Does what is What does everybody think of the new Hilton? I mean, it was weird. Like it, I didn't, I didn't like it. <laughs> you mean the, um, the hipster Hilton? It just felt aggressively hip. Like yeah. they were trying so hard to be cool. Um, and that's fine. Whatever. It, it ended up being cool. I kind of liked the DJ in the lobby. It was definitely more fun to party there than it had been in previous years, but it was, it was a shock at first. Well, it did seem like the Hilton had a little bit more of a buzz than this year than it's had in than it's had in a little while um but i did get with all the changes that have happened with the hilton especially the fact that there's a lot of programming downstairs now i was kind of disappointed that because there used to be someone in the info box like an info booth right there in the lobby at the hilton but they didn't have anybody there this year and i was kind of like you really need one somebody there this year for that because I don't know where I'm going. They, I'm sure a lot of actually, people Actually, Mikey, they had somebody up on the second floor with the same floor that Skybridge was on. Ah, that's why. I was I was too busy looking on the lobby because they usually had them on the lobby level. Right. Because I think they were assuming people would be coming in through the Skybridge. The Skybridge. Sky yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Okay, well, that makes sense. I guess that makes sense. Because they actually took out one of the escalators going up to the second floor. Oh, yeah. They took out, yeah, the escalators, like, right by the podcasting track room. Exactly. That was a trip, man. Like, we went in there, and I was like, how do I get down? How do I get down? The podcasting <laughs> track actually is down in the basement now, along with Brit Tracks. Oh, right. Animation. Yep, right next to the Brit track. Exactly. Animation is there, and there's a few other 
uh, panels rooms in there, and they were having a lot of trouble actually this year because uh, the the they were having issues with the escalators, and um, they kept on breaking down, and or they weren't working properly. And the poor folks at the podcasting track who were recording everything. Uh, we're basically having the the down escalator right outside their door, and it sounded like a '57 Chevy was starting up all the time. <laughs> wow! And I will say the Hilton elevators are some of the worst. So, like the to take away those escalators makes a big deal. I mean, you got to know where the stairs are, which they're not that difficult. They're just around the corner, but still. The, uh, the elevators are there first. If you don't know your way around and you don't know there's stairs right there, um, you're going to wait a while to just to get just to go down one floor. Exactly. And that's part of the problem. And I know some people who were handicapped or had some walking issues. I know, Mike, you have issues with your feet and stuff. If the escalators were broken, they basically had to do the stairs, which to a normal person usually is not a big deal, but somebody in a costume or someone who has handicaps or some health issues, that was a pretty big thing going on. And then the other problem was a lot of times they were not unlocking the doors to the basement down there till 10 a.m. And some of the panels started at 8.30. Wow. Yeah, so... There not were... anymore. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So there were issues with that. And then the poor animation track was having issues with their walls. You remember when you and I were walking by? I heard that. I heard that. Yeah. They, those poor guys, you know, they were supposed to have closed off room to be able to play animation. That's what they're there for. And they, the walls wouldn't stay shut. They weren't closing (laughs) all the way. So they had to have them open. And all they had was a rope across, you know, like one of those (laughs) valet ropes across the well, that wall. will stop the sound from coming through. Exactly. The invisible force field. Wow. wow. Growing pains at the hill. I will say um, removing the panels from America's Mart was great. I think that helped a lot. Uh, I do think that traffic flowed better at building two of America's Mart. Um, we had a lot of traffic. So that was good. Speaking as a, you know, someone in Artist Alley that was hoping to sell books, we had a lot of traffic. So that was great. Uh, thank you, Stan Lee, for bringing some people over there that way. And um, I did get down to the second level a few times. And while that vendor area is really crowded, it's still I could breathe. Now, I did hear that they are working on some things for next year to make it even more open. Uh, but um, uh, I did think and there wasn't I didn't hear any reports of. It closing completely by the fire marshal. Although on Saturday I did hear reports that people had to wait sometimes over an hour to get in. The the they had taken the line um, to get into the America's Mart around the back of the building because apparently there were too many people on the corner. Yeah, uh, for traffic safety and such. So you had to walk all the way around. You know, you're going toward the the right way. You think, no, no, you had to start walking left around the long way around the building. You couldn't go straight down the street. They sent you the other way around, so you could find the line to get to get into the America's Mart. Yeah, 
Now, I will that say that weird, also, but, you know, yeah, they did that to me, and we were like, Where are we going? Thank you. I was like, ever. Where is this exactly? Yeah, but once we figured that out, then we just went the other way next time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> And at the risk, I guess we'll find out how many people listen to this and how many pay attention, because uh, I'll give away a little secret here. If you go through the sky bridge at the Hilton to America's Smart Building 1 and then cut through America's Smart Building 2, you you don't have to wait in a line at all. Really? Oh, well, okay. Exactly. So so, uh, maybe keep that in mind for next year. If you you don't go outside, if you just go in. You tell us privately. <laughs> we'll God, find out how like... many people listen. <laughs> it's not like anyone I, listens I, to the I, podcast. I, Come on. I, I, I've, I've, seen so, our, I've seen our numbers. It's only us and 30,000 of our favorite fans, you know? <laughs> Hashtag noob mistake. <laughs> um, but I did think the traffic overall was better there, so I, I do appreciate the efforts there. Um, so, um, Well, Darren, how was your weekend? Uh, my weekend was interesting. I I got there um, Thursday and we checked in. It was wonderful. Um, lovely Hyatt room. Yay! Same room as last year, actually, which was kind the of exact amazing. same room. The exact same room. Exact same room. Oh, that's awesome! Exact wow. same room. It was beautiful for us. Uh, third floor. Yay! Wonderful. Um, so we avoided the elevator altogether, except for luggage up and down, and we stuck to the sticky Hyatt steps. Um, you know the ones I'm talking about, people. <laughs> and. Um, it was funny, except for at one instance, uh, the stairs did get shut down because someone had fallen down the stairs Ooh. and apparently injured themselves quite seriously, I believe. Uh, the ambulance was called, so there was hotel security taking pictures of the stairs. So I was like, oh, someone's preparing for a possible lawsuit. So, um, yeah, that was interesting. We, uh, I usually uh, do the Wonder Woman shoot on... Uh, Friday morning and it got moved because of rain and once you know it's going to be raining you really don't want to wear leather outside if you can help it so I changed my plans and instead I got the opportunity to have a picture taken with Nathan Fillion as his character Vigilante which is kind of cool he actually recognized me out of Sea of Mal Reynolds he was like oh I'm the Vigilante heck yeah Um, which was kind (laughs) of cool very and nice. then two days later, I totally trolled Stanley because I was hungry. How did you do that? I, I put on a Wonder Woman shirt and these blue and uh, white starred board shorts that I got from Target. That was like my weekend Wonder Warrior cosplay with my sippy cup. And I just went <laughs> in to get my picture taken with Stanley with friends of mine. I was like, look, a character you didn't create. Ha ha. Um, <laughs> nice. And uh, <laughs> yeah, that was fun. Um, went to Heroes and Villains and, and uh, that ball over in the West End. And once again, DJ Spider brought it. It was amazing. It was fantastic. It was great at the West End. A nice big ballroom. I'm going to hit on that in a minute. It was a ballroom. Oh, no. Oh, no. Balls. Oh, no. Um. And it was a ballroom in which they were serving alcohol, which was pretty nice. And amazingly, no one at the front was checking IDs. Oh. Okay. So I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to dovetail this into what happened Sunday. The Spectrum Party got moved from Saturday night to Sunday night, which was bizarre, first of all. Was that a last-minute move? I don't know. I'm not I'm not involved in the running of it anymore, so I don't know if it was last minute or not. 
um, it was in one of the Hilton um, banquet area halls upstairs. I wouldn't call those ballrooms. You know what I mean? They don't really have that ballroom feel. It's just a one of those rooms that they can take the walls out so they can add more tables to cater. Right, right. That type of a room. And so that room was there, and Neon, bless his heart, despite all of his effort, um, he kept having power issues in that room. There wasn't enough electricity coming to that room for the system that he brings every year, um, which is an issue when you're entertaining people. The other issue is that we were carded for that party. Now, I don't know if that's the difference between the Westin and the Hilton. But I asked around, and I didn't hear about anybody else getting carded at parties. Mary, were there parties that you were carded at? Um, at I didn't really go to any where I would need to be okay. carded. Gotcha. So I didn't hear a lot of that until we got to this party. And I understand it's an LGBT thing. I get it. However, there's alcohol at the other parties, too. So if you're going to card at one party, you really need to card at all the parties. Just make that a straight thing. Because if you don't, it seems like you're picking on a certain group. And gay people go to the other parties. Mm -hmm. Just FYI, just because it's not an LGBT-specific event, there are gay people in there. I was one of them. Nuh-uh, gay people are fake. Exactly, fake news. Hashtag fake news. So, <laughs> I'm just, it really hit me this year because at, this party started at 10. By the time the power issues got straightened out, it was about 10.45, 10.50. That's how long it took to get things rolling again at 11:45 the hilton shut down all service mm. at 11:45 there was no liquid in the room i didn't even see water stations and i could be wrong but i walked around looking for it and i couldn't i didn't see anything so it's like okay so i left the party at like 12:30 way earlier than i normally would have because I needed water, and I didn't want to get back in the long line to get back into the room. I go through the Marriott and the Hyatt. Their bars are still pouring, which I found really interesting. That's crazy. It was just the thing that made me go, is it, is it this party? Is it the Hilton? I didn't see anywhere else in the Hilton that was pouring, by the way. I was just going through, like, back to the Hyatt, and I, I checked out the Marriott and... Pulse Bar was still kind of going, and the 23 Stories was still going. Maybe it's the bar itself is okay to pour, but not the individual bars that they set up for events. But it seems like Dragon Con and the hotels can work that out because every year, Labor Day, Memorial Day, these, these holidays that land on a, on a Sunday, Monday, the city council passes a law that says, hey, you can go ahead and keep pouring because it's a, it's a Monday holiday. Mm -hmm. it's okay that's acceptable and i bring this up because at black gay pride which happens the same weekend apd swooped in on three big uh, gay-owned businesses at piedmont and 10th and told them they had to close up early but none of the straight bars were told to close up early so it kind of hit me after the con was over that huh that was weird and I, I don't know exactly what about the Spectrum Party is so very mature content versus 
I mean, there are guys there shirtless in, in underwear, but you can find that anywhere at DragonCon after 7 p.m. Yes. Versus the Heroes and Villains Ball, which was another great party I went to. And there are people dancing in bikinis as well. So I'm confused about the differences here. I don't know if it was growing pains or if it was weirdness or if this was just not worked out ahead of time between Dragon Con and the hotel. It just seemed bizarre. Yeah, because that's an official party too, right? Yeah. That's not like one that's off the books. That's an official mm-hmm. party. Yeah. So I do know that there's some official things that, you know, obviously are carded for. I think, I think the burlesque show is carded. And I know that the Dirty Dirty Con kind of game game show show is yes. cards. Oh, big time. William couldn't even get into that, even though he looks really? like, oh, yeah, he looks like he's tw- he's 23, 24. But, you know, he's not going to be 18 until October. And they would not let him in. Gotcha. Yeah. And, and I've I've been to Dirty Dirty Con Con game game show show, and I love it. It is. It is a level of filth that is amazing. <laughs> It is. It is. It is. Absolutely. It is for a certain audience. And if you're not prepared for that, you you really shouldn't be in that room because you will be offended and you would be upset. Um, and Phantom and his crew does an amazing job with that party and that 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 event every year. Um, I'm kind of upset. I missed it this year, but had to miss it. But um, I actually the one complaint because we went to Phantom's show this year and it was a great show. He puts on you know it's his it's his baby and he just has a blast with it and the people he works with just have a fantastic time with it the only problem was where they had it this year just happened to be right next to where they were doing the kilt blowing oh my and there was a lot of like uh screaming (laughs) that the screaming from right next door where the kilt blowing was overblown what phantom was doing you couldn't hear like the last 15 minutes of gotcha. phantom show wow and everything and that that's my only complaint about phantom show the rest that, was that's awesome kinda, that's kind of disappointing mm-hmm. and you know it we walked into the kilt blowing and boy judy walked mm-hmm. out of there with a smile on her face oh my <laughs> goodness good for her <laughs> Well, hey, you know, each their own. You know, I was like, oh, totally, totally. Yeah. It's like I guess I, I was just looking at this whole thing from the from the aspect of why are the, why are all the hotels not on the same page about pouring? First of all, it's a good question. Oh, sure, because it is Sunday night, and and we get it. You know, you kind of the hotels are kind of like okay, Dragon Con, kind of wrap it up because Monday you're leaving us. But if Monday's a holiday. What's up with that? I, I can tell you that I can I can tell you um, that well, and I don't need it. I don't think I need to tell you guys because I'm sure you're familiar. But I was it was made very clear to me this year that the hours of the Pulse Bar <laughs> are from whenever to two. Like they close it. Good at lord, two. with that man! Like good lord. Because I was staying on the eighth floor <coughs> of the Marriott. Uh, I did not was able, I wasn't able to get a higher room like usual a higher floor a room yeah on a higher floor than as I usually do so we were on the eighth floor and my God I might as well have been down on on the ground level because it was it was so loud um, yeah, the roar that, of the dragon yeah oh yeah um, and uh, and at two o'clock every night you know the music would stop the crowd would not 
Um, and then somewhere music would come from somewhere. Like somebody like had something. Um, There's a boombox around you somewhere. Yeah, or something, right? Because there would still be some uh, echoes of music somewhere. Um, but uh, yeah, and although it was really funny on Sunday night, it must it stopped a little bit before two, and I was I was I was listening to it um, because I was awake. Um, and, <laughs> and, uh, I was listening to it and I was kind of wondering, you know, what song they went and on. It's the last night of the, the con, you know, really for them, the party in any, any way at the pulse bound. So I was kind of like, Oh, this is me. And it was like, I think it was 10 minutes till, and it just stopped mid song. Like it didn't even let the song finish. It was like, boom, 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 boom. And, and then you heard, then you, done. then you heard the collective oh like really loud um and but that that still continued like that we still heard like a party going on down there till 5 30. that's pretty hilarious so um so yeah this will be the last night we stay at the Marriott. <laughs> um not because of we're just i you know not because we're against partying it's just because we'd rather be in a quieter hotel um and we'd rather be in a hotel that's closer to america's mark so um, I've already got actually we've already got our room for the Westin for next year. Yay! Because uh, the Westin went up on thir- on Tuesday after DragonCon. I they're probably already sold out now. I haven't really checked to see what the um, what the hotels are like now. Um, but uh, we got our room for the for the Westin next year. So, um, um, but yeah, I don't have and and uh, contrary to a lot of people's complaint about the Marriott and the elevators, uh, Bill and I have pretty much worked out a system where they're not really that much of a factor for us. So I'm not uh, unlike uh, some of the other stuff I was talking about earlier. I'm not telling anybody my secrets on that, <laughs> and not not without some uh, uh, compensation. Uh, so if you want to know a trick to the uh, to the elevators at the Marriott, you can you can try to woo me. Um, uh, but, uh, and yeah, it just was getting to the point where it's kind of, it was just kind of, we were kind of done there. So, so I, uh, but I, I love all the hotels. So it's, inter- it's going to be interesting to see, you know, how the grabs go this year. Cause I know Sheraton once again is asking for people if they wanted to make reservations, they had to pay for the full week or the full four days in advance as their yes. deposit. Yeah, that's, that's, mm-hmm. that's their thing now. You, you, their legacy, but you have to pay it all up front for next yep. year. Exactly. Uh, I believe the Hyatt is the same way, uh, but I'm yeah, not. Our, our reservation uh, email came through yesterday. Okay. So we've gotten until I think the 20th. The Weston does not have legacy, but they go up really early. So they go up, uh, I think they might, yeah, they went up on Tuesday before anybody like you know, has a chance to breathe and get home and stuff. So yeah. uh, they only ask for um, one night deposit, but they do want the balance 21 days prior to check-in. So, uh, so we have to come up with that, which is not that that's, that's, uh, that's easier than the Marriott is so stressful. Cause you have to, that's another reason why we didn't want to go with the Marriott again, because it's so stress. It's the last hotel on the list. So if you don't get in the Marriott, you're not getting in a host hotel, at least not without another considerable effort. And they want half in October when you make the reservation and the other half in March. And both are non-refundable. And, and that's, that's just that's ridiculous. Yeah. That's just crazy. Yeah. 
Plus, so you're, you're mostly at America's Mart now, so I'd be like, what are those hotels right by America's Mart that aren't host hotels? Oh, yeah. Sleep? Got, I would go yeah. into one of those. Well, well, from what we understand, we're talking to people, the Hilton, I mean, the Westin is 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 pretty quiet. So mm-hmm. uh, Comparable, and, uh, yes. Because yeah. it actually has floors and not an open, gaping mall. <laughs> that's right. Well, that's also like why I like the hotel where I stay, because it's the same way and it's just it's awesome it's quiet and it's you know not as busy you still have to wait you know but any hotel down there you have to wait nowadays yeah. to a point but, well and it's just the fact that i mean we i mean bill and i have to get up in the morning and we have to get to our table so it's not a question of oh we can sleep in and doesn't matter et cetera, et cetera. no no we have to we you know and and as i get older i just need more sleep so i can't yeah. stay out as late and as that so um yeah saturday was saturday was probably the worst of it uh saturday was the loudest of it um and uh <laughs> exactly well that's the way yeah, it was that's the way like it was a, during the whole recording of the dragon con yeah it's not like a white noise machine it's more like a like pulsating rhythm that you're just like <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah but um i you know i can't i can't say enough good things about the people that are there i mean the people the staff of the marriott has always treated us well um so i can't have any complaint about that Uh, it's just you know like i said it's just the the condition of it and i've never stayed at another hotel i've never stayed at the Westin before so this will be a new experience as well so i'm looking forward to that next year so mike what about you what about your weekend Okay, highlights. Panels, 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 panels. I had offered was offered to do fifteen panels this year, and actually only ended up doing thirteen. Oh, yeah, I, I know. That's a lucky number. I know. I I like thirteen. You know, there's a lot of good things going with the number thirteen. I'm not superstitious, so it's okay. Uh, basically, for me, I you know it was a great con. Um, highlights though, were my interviews we did, uh, you know, my big one was, of course, was Rob Polson, who, you know, I'm a huge, huge pinky in the brain fan and just meeting Rob in person finally, and being there with myself and one other person to interview him was just like a dream come true. And, you know, got to talk to him about his cancer that he beat, uh, got to talk to him about, you know, Animaniacs possibly coming back and, you Yay. know, just, you know, all that kind of stuff. And it was just, it was, a, it was a dream. And then for him after, you know, he took a picture with me and he says, I love your voice. Do you guys, do you do radio? And I said, no, I podcast. And he says, you got a great set of chops on you for him to say that to me was just like, I was like floating for the rest of the day. You had a moment, That's didn't awesome. you? Oh, it was awesome. It was awesome. And I just, this con this year was just great. Neil McDonough was awesome. Uh, very personable guy. And just to talk to him, be like three feet from him with a recorder and just talking to him about Damien Dark was just awesome. And, you know, and it was just great with that. Uh, the panels I were on were fantastic. Um, everything with that we did with ESO was great. You know, doing the meet and greet was awesome. We had about total coming in and out, probably a good 20, 25 people. And, you know, it was great. Each year ESO is making more and more of a footprint. And this is the first year I really got to cosplay. And 
quite a long time since William was a little kid. So many people know I went as the dude and people stopping to take my picture or God walking through the halls or walking through it. Hey dude, the dude abides. Hey dude. Hey dude. Hey, that carpet really completes the room. It's like, you know, yeah, dude, you know, Hey, where's Donnie at? Yeah, Donnie's an asshole or shut up, Donnie, you know, stuff like that. You know, it was just great. And there was this one guy who was dressed as Walter. We got, we got a great pick of us um, in the Marriott. It was a lot of fun and we just had a great, great time. And the funniest thing I saw though was, I think it was Friday night. Uh, I was coming back from the, I, I guess we met some friends over at the new pizza place that's over on Andrew Young Boulevard that has the cigar bar underneath of it. And we were coming back from it and, you know, going through the sky bridge into the Marriott, there's the sliders. This one young lady, I think, had too much to drink and she really wasn't paying attention to where she was going. And she did a face plant right into the door that doesn't open. Ouch. But she she's just like, she fell on the back on the ground. Her friends were helping her up. She's like, I'm okay, I'm okay, I'm okay. And she started off full speed right back into the wall door again. Oh, my God. <laughs> and it was just like, oh, it was like. And you're done. Exactly. I had to. I had to walk in and say, "Honey, come on, walk this way." And we took her through the door and everything. And it was. It was just a neat experience. I didn't run into too much negativity or negative. Some of you know the crowds and you know some of the pushing and shoving got a little too much, but otherwise, I thought people were in pretty good behavior. And yeah, I didn't have the problem with the crowd this year at all. Mm-mm, not at all. And I, I'm very grateful for it. And, you know, we talked about on the, you know, Dragon Con, you know, parade stuff we talked about on our Dragon Con report that we did with the ESO group. Uh, we talked about how at the parade, they actually had garbage trucks blocking the paths for security reasons. Mm-hmm. And so we talked all about that. It was interesting to see. And, you know, I actually got to march in the parade for the first time. Yay. Uh, no, unofficially. <laughs> well fair enough yeah well i had to get to my outlander panel and there was no way i was going to get through the crowds so my friend i was with said why don't you just go jump in you are dressed up so i just jumped into the crowd i think i was with some people dressed as judge dread and predators and stuff and the dude was walking with them <laughs> ah. and people were yelling dude dude it was awesome so it was a great time Very good time. And you're right. The panels that we did, the ESO panels, uh, we did two ESO panels and one Earth Station Who panel. Uh, They were all very well attended, all great fun. Um, And uh, two of those are available so that you can listen to uh, the ESO 35th anniversary of Blade Runner panel that we recorded uh, in the uh, American Sci-Fi Classics track room. Um, was a blast. And uh, that one has really been released, as well as the Earth Station Who one, celebrating 50 years of the Cybermen. And uh, we had a great, uh, great crowd for that, too. That was uh, well attended, too. I was worried because I didn't know how well that would be received. Our, our last ESW one last year was, I think, of only about three or four people. <laughs> so <laughs> the Cybermen are a little bit more popular, I think. Mm-hmm. It was the Cybermen were good. I. Uh, the Blade Runner was a lot of fun, and the one that you guys haven't heard yet at home, 
with which was the Princess Bride was amazing. That was a lot of fun too. A lot of high energy on that one. Uh, it was. It almost turned into a sing along. In some ways, yes. But <laughs> you know, we we were trying to do who could do the best. Marriage is love. It was awesome, and you know, no one was dressed as Miracle Max, so I was really disappointed. Aw, So the um, uh, and yeah, I mean, Earth Station One has become such a, a a integral part of my con experience now. It's amazing. Uh, meeting listeners, um, new listeners, and meeting people that have been guests or regular crew members. Uh, I met uh, Kevin Batchelder for the first time uh, this year. I was. <laughs> I was walking to the Hilton, going to Trader Vic's, and uh, of course, where else would I be going, right? Um, Shocker! Uh, I know, right? Um, and uh, there he was. I just saw him at the at the Marriott, and we passed by, almost passed each other, but we uh, recognized each other and uh, gave each other a big hug and got a picture and all that because both of us were on our way to somewhere else, but got to see him. Uh, so that just leaves one uh, contributor that I've never met before, and that's uh, Michelle. I, mean, I haven't met Michelle yet, uh, Biddick Simmons. So that'll be next year. Uh, that's awesome, though. It'll be a goal. But uh, I, I got to see uh, all of you guys, which is great. Um, and um, the ESO, Earth Station 1, Tales of Station Volume 2, was printed in time, arrived in time, so we had copies to sell. Uh, gave some out to some of the uh, authors that were in attendance, which about half of the people that uh, contributed to the book were there. And it was great fun to, uh, to to talk to them about their contributions to the book. And we sold a few, so that was great. To people who were fans of the station that were, were waiting for it, uh, as well as people who had no idea what Earth Station 1 was, what a podcast was, but they were interested in the in the cover. Thank you, Mary Ogle. As well as uh, the, the the contents inside. So uh, so that was a great thing to have that for sale and make that available. Um, and uh, I appreciate everybody who came out uh, to the table to buy that. Um, and also, uh, Mike was talking about the interviews that he got to do. Uh, there was one interview that he couldn't do uh, because of a scheduling conflict with a panel, and so I, I had to, uh, I had to, you know, I had, to, I had to bite the bullet and 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 you know, put on uh, put on my work clothes and uh, and interview interview. Um, uh, oh wow, I'm drawing a blank now. <laughs> just what you don't remember, Alex Kingston? I, yeah, I think I, just... I think the pie finally kicked in. Yeah, I had to. Uh, um, yeah, so I had to interview Alex Kingston. Yeah, that was so forgettable, Mike. I just don't really remember that. Um, uh, it was such an arduous task. Um, you know, you're gonna uh, owe me a lot for for having to do that for you. Um, I'm sorry that... about that sacrifice you had to make there, Gordon. Oh man, it was tough. It was really tough, but um, no, it was it was great uh, talking to Alex for uh, a good twenty twenty five minutes. Uh, pictures and all was um, amazing. So I was I was really nervous because not only is it Alex Kingston, uh, but I was worried about forgetting her name like I just did, and uh, I was also worried just because I'd never been in that environment before. I'd never done a press conference. Uh, been I've never been a member of the press before, so um, I think I behaved. Um, so, but you can listen to that too. That, uh, interview is attached to the 50 years of Cyberman episode that we released. So, so Mike's heard it, I think. Oh yeah. And, uh, I don't, think, I don't think I embarrassed myself too bad. No, but you did a lot of heavy breathing during it. So, 
You can edit that out. Right? Uh, yeah, right. Sure. It's okay. uh, hey, at least we don't have to worry about you getting another, you know, thing from, you know, the police to keep you away from them. Another restraining order? Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, that, that I can remember. I can remember the name of a restraining order. Uh, sometimes I don't remember the names of who I get restraining orders against but or who gets them against me. But, um uh um did you keep the part on there where uh she mentioned my, uh, she she liked my fez yes i did <laughs> yes that was so yes as uh as as you were enamored because rob polson liked your voice i was uh thrilled that uh that alex kingston liked my fez so um but that was just the first part of my saturday uh the second part um because right after that i ran over almost literally to uh, the Westin, because that's where the new comic track is. Um, and uh, that that track room, I had to get ready and prepare for the uh, Art of Tiki track, which was a highlight for me last year because it was one that I really been trying for years to bring to Dragon Con. And finally, they accepted it last year. This year, they um, they allowed me to do it again. So we, uh, we filled the room. It was uh, standing room only. We had to turn some people away, actually. Um, it was, a, now I will say it was a smaller room than last year, but still um, pretty impressive that uh, it got that response. I mean, there was not an empty seat in there and uh, the, the, the audience was great. The, the panelists, uh, Derek Yaniger, Shag, um, Robert Jimenez and uh, Jonathan from Horror and Clay were great fun. We, we had a great time and we recorded it did video of it. We recorded video of it and we're going to be releasing that in a couple of weeks on YouTube. So if you missed that, or if you want to see what this whole Tiki thing is about, uh, we'll have a, a link to that. Uh, so uh, pay attention to my Facebook page and once it's out, I'll release it to the world. Um, and, uh, and, but that was awesome fun. And I had a lot of people, uh, come by afterwards and had a great time. So I've already talked to the programming staff of the comic track and the Tiki panel will be back next year. So um very excited. We, we're not sure exactly who will be part of it um, next year because we'll have to see who, what guests we can get. But um, but yes, I think Tiki is here to stay at Dragon Con, which I'm, I'm very proud of. Uh, it's very something that obviously means a lot to me, and it's a lot of fun to do. So, so that was uh, – and, and the rest of the day on Saturday, I get to spend – because um, I, I got to that, – yeah, that was actually not Saturday. It was Sunday morning because I'd spent all Saturday at my booth. So, yeah, that was Sunday morning, and then I got to spend the rest of Sunday all day at my booth again, which I love doing. So I didn't have panels again until the evening. So I, I really do like spending uh, uh, as much time as I can at my table because, like I said, the comic area is – well, um, Mike and Darren, you both visited me there. The, the the vibe in that room is really cool, I think. Oh, yeah, very yeah, much so. much nicer, yeah, than it was. Last year it was very, very crowded up there, as I recall. Gotcha. And I think part of that's because I was up there when Stanley was not doing autographs. <laughs> exactly. I was there also when Stan wasn't, but it was also nice because there was no video game noises up there like <laughs> last year. And it was just, it was, it had a really good feel this year. And there were, you know, everybody who had a table had people at their table, you know, looking at stuff. And I don't know how people do the sales and such, but I know there were always constantly people up there but i didn't even get to, into the vendor area i had you know was lucky enough to you know be able to see our friend robert young 
from Borderlands, yes. and then mm-hmm. also see Angela Pritchett, our geek girl. She was working down there also, but it was just on the way out because I was only there on Saturday for a little bit. I just was busy all weekend. I did run across uh, Dacoma a couple of times because she was working. Her booth was on the third floor along with mine or the, where the artist area was. So uh, we ran into each other a couple of times and she looked like she was she looked like she was having a good time, but she was also working. So much like when we talked to Angela, you know, their experience is a little bit, you know, they're not allowed to party as much as they'd like to because they have to work. And, and I get that because I. I, I, you know, it's, it's a work for me as well. It's not as, as I'm not working for someone. Uh, so I have a little bit more liberties to do what I want at night, but uh, not much. Cause I still have to get up in the morning. So, um, but they still seem to be both enjoying themselves. So. That's I mean, cool. as a, as a, as a job goes, it's not a bad gig, right? Well, exactly. It's not a bad gig to have, you know, some days I wish that was my full-time job. <laughs> <laughs> That Dragon Con full time all the time, that would be tough. Because man, it does wear you out. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm in some ways I'm still recovering. Uh my voice and and sleep. I'm still trying to get uh I think I, I'm still trying to get sleep from from that party that went all night Saturday. Can can I tell you how to get your sleep back? How's that? Let let me inform you how to get your sleep back. So you go home Monday from the con. And Tuesday afternoon around 3 or 4 p.m., you pass out. (laughs) And you wake up again on Thursday when your friends are prodding your lifeless body and saying, do you need soup? Because that's what I did. Wow. Yeah, you you got, out of all of us, you got the worst in the con. I, I got the crud big time this year. Yeah. I take Wednesday off, actually. I get back from con Tuesday night and... Take Wednesday off of work, just lay around, and then I go back to work Thursday, and it's like the best choice ever. No, I fully recommend I, I it if you too. can. And I, then I had to take Thursday as well. <laughs> oh, see, it's, it's interesting because you know Judy actually hit the wall big time Monday, probably around lunchtime, because we had planned on going back over to the vendor room, and I had actually been asked to do another Westworld panel. And, you know, I was all planning for it, but then Judy crashed big time. She actually fell asleep on one of the couches at the Ritz. Woohoo! And, you know, going to fall asleep somewhere. I know. Hey, it's not a bad place to do. (laughs) Not a bad place. Not a bad place at all. So I ended up taking her home because she was like, I'm almost in tears. I can't handle it anymore. (laughs) Oh, I was like, poor Judy. But she had a great time, too. So it was awesome. So, because I think this was one of her longest times she spent down there because she was there for, she was there, she usually only does the con for like one night. She was actually there for almost three days. Saturday, wow. Sunday, and Monday, right? Yeah, exactly. Go, Judy, you go. Exactly. Well, she she has things with crowds and stuff like that. So, I was very proud of her. Yeah, well, I mean, as we've mentioned many, 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 many times, if crowds aren't your thing... I'm sorry, Dragon Con isn't your thing. Exactly, it just, it just True. isn't. True. I mean, eighty-two thousand people. That's and that's just that's just a, uh, a rough estimate of attendees. Not, <laughs> but it's also eighty-two thousand introverts for the most part, so that helps. Talking about and, and for other reasons. <laughs> so, um, uh, so uh, yeah, I mean, it was it was a blast, and uh, I can't 
you know, I can't wait to do it again. I guess I can wait a little bit, but mm-hmm. not, 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 I don't, I'm looking forward to next year already. Yeah. Um, I've already, like I said, I've already got my room. Have you guys all, well, Darren, you said that you're almost reserved for next year, right? Yeah. Just waiting on, it's a good thing, uh, that my friend has power in Orlando because he's the one with the reservation. Ah, yeah. So it's like, oh, well, it's a good thing that, you know, they're waiting until the 20th or whatever it is. So Mike yeah. and Mary, have you already got your rooms for next year? Yeah, we're um, we're a legacy in the Hyatt, so we're good. Nice, nice. So how about those Falcons this year? I think we got a really good thing. Going. <laughs> and and the dude is playing the field. The, the blue, the dude's gonna abide as always. <laughs> Don't worry about it, man. It'll complete the room. I'm not worried about it. <laughs> but but see, you bring up a good point, Mike. If you're gonna do a cosplay at Dragon Con, you need to know the source material. Oh, very like much walking so. around in the in the cosplay of someone is like asking people to trivia quiz you all the time you're walking around in, in the outfit. So, all right, so yeah, that's a great uh, segue because I want to talk about cosplays just a little bit and costumes and your favorite ones. And I will start off by saying because it's right along those lines. I mean, I I love it when I see someone who kind of resembles somebody from the from a show or from a movie and they just happen to look like that they're not really invested in it but they just they're you know they're taking advantage of the fact that they look like that person and that's all well and good you know that's cool but um i ran across two women who were uh dressed and as we kind of predicted in our in our episode a couple months ago we would see a lot of i was hoping to see a lot of costumes and cosplay from glow the series on netflix mm-hmm. and i did but I found these two women, and they were playing um, the characters. Uh, I can't remember their names, but uh, it was uh, Mark Maron's character and uh, the main one of the main female leads. And they looked so good. Uh, they had the cosplay down. And what was really cool about it is we spent about, after I took their picture and everything, we spent about 15 to 20 minutes talking about the show and how much we love the show, what's going to happen in season two, et cetera, et cetera. And that's... Sometimes you don't get that with cosplayers because they're just like either, you know, yeah, thanks, or, you know, they're not as invested in the actual thing that they're cosplaying on. And I'm not making a judgment call here. If you you can dress up as it, whatever you like. Like if True. you happen to look like, you know, William Riker and you and you dress like him, then go for it. You know, like just do it, man. That's awesome. Um, but but these girls love the show. And like I said, we talked about it for a while and it was just a great interaction. And I, and I, and I really love that experience. What about, what about you guys? What, uh, what was some of your favorite cosplay? Ooh. Mary, we'll start. Um, I saw a couple really cool world of Warcraft costumes that I loved that were just like, like super extra. They were really good. Um, and then I saw, um, a fam. Well, I guess they were a family. It looked like a mom and a dad and a kid, um, dressed up as some of the characters from the Disney movie Robin Hood. Oh wow! So like the mom was uh, King King John, and it was so cute. And then the dad was um, Little John when he's in the like bird costume <laughs> right. at the croquet match or whatever, and that was adorable. And then the little kid was Robin Hood. And they were, like, all in character and, like, had their poses down and stuff. It was the cutest thing I'd ever seen. That was probably my fave. Darren, what about you? Uh, okay. So I'm not sure if it was a cosplay or an accidental cosplay. <laughs> so I, I've got to stress that. I'm assuming it was a cosplay. But as I was walking through the Marriott, 
I saw a guy who was doing David Hasselhoff from Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> and I'm not sure. I'm not. Well, it's just street clothes, right? So I'm not sure if it was a cosplay <laughs> or not. And I An intentional cosplay. Had, I might have had some pie. Ah. So, you know, your mileage may vary. I did. I did love the meeping angel. If you saw that. Oh, did you yeah. see? Yes. yes. I did. I love did you see? Did you see the meeping angel with Doctor Honeydew? I, I missed Doctor <laughs> Honeydew altogether. Oh wow. Yeah. Oh, that was that was just impressive for me. One Did of my know? one of my favorite ones that I saw afterwards, that I saw pictures of, and I think Mike, you saw this, but you didn't get a picture of it. You weren't able to get a picture of it. Was speaking of mashups, was Ash Wednesday. Um, someone dressed up like Wednesday Adams, but she had a chainsaw on her hand, and she was ready to cut some undead out. Oh yeah, saw that. Uh, Gary posted that one. Yeah, that's a that's a cool mashup. I hadn't thought of that before. Ash Wednesday, that was badass. Mm-hmm. No, that was cool. Um, for me, couple favorite the glow ones. I saw quite a few people actually dressed up as glow, and yes, some, those were awesome. Those were great. Uh, seeing Shira the She Wolf, and you know, of course, Liberty Bell and Zoya the Destroyer. It was just awesome, and seeing people actually dressed up as Mark Marin, it was awesome. Yes. Yeah. Who would have thought people dressed up as Mark Maron? Somewhere, I, I would want, I'd love to hear Mark Maron's take on the fact that people were cosplaying as him. Exactly. And so I think that was some of my highlights. One of the other ones, I saw pictures of this, and I passed them, but I didn't know what they were dressed as. There was a family that was dressed as Ant-Man. And they basically, the father, the mother... And two kids at different sizes where Ant-Man, they stood all in front of each other. So it's Ant-Man shrinking. <laughs> oh, it was awesome. It was just like, That's that was really cool. I just thought they were just as a gaggle of Ant-Mans or something like that. Oh, wow. And, but when they posed together, it was, it was just great. And there was just a lot of elaborate costumes out there I saw. And, you know, people you could tell put, you know, weeks and weeks of work into their costumes. Someone with like months. Some people are starting next week. Oh, I I know. I saw people with like intricate wings and stuff. But there were people who were like dressed as Twin Peaks people or American Gods people. And the series had just ended. And it's like, how the hell did they get those costumes that quickly? (laughs) That's true. Uh, I I can tell you, Mary and I will not be starting that early. Girl, no. (laughs) Tradition has to hold up, so no, no. Can you at least tell me, were you inspired by anything that you saw for next year? <clears throat> no. Um, I mean, I don't know. Maybe like I've definitely okay. got some ideas for stuff I want to do for next year, but most of it was really just inspired by the excitement and how much yeah. fun I had. Rather than, like, any particular costume. I did find out if you use Velcro to hold a part of a shirt together and you put it in the washing machine, the Velcro will come right off. (laughs) I did find that out the other day. And it will attach to all your other clothes. So now you've got to go find all the Velcro pieces in your laundry. (laughs) Hey, Darren, Darren, I forgot to ask you. What did you feel about John Barrowman cosplaying as you this year? You know, bitch stole my look. So... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> You're on notice, Barrowman. 
you got that idea from me when I saw you like what seven years ago. Yeah, no, no, it looks fabulous. Come on, it's Barrowman, please. It was awesome because I saw Barrowman and it was just like, holy crap, that's Darren. <laughs> you know, I, I still think I did it better. I do too, actually. You pulled it off just better. Just saying. Just saying. We we're going to leave it at that. Okay. <laughs> And indeed we will. And uh, yeah, now we want to hear from uh, another one of our regulars as far as how their Dragon Con 2017 went. So without further ado, here is Eternal Xan. We are recording and Mike, it is 8.35, so go till 10 till. All right. So you ready, Zan? Okay. Do you want me to mention the current status of the hotels really quickly? No. For 2018? Okay. Skip all that? Okay. Skip. Yeah. All right. Okay. Three, two, and last but not least, we couldn't say goodbye to this year of Dragon Con without saying goodbye to our good friend Eternal Zan, who's who's still traveling back home from Dragon Con. Zan, Zan, thanks for joining yeah. us. Thank you. I'm literally pulled over on the side of the road right now because I never left Atlanta. I I live where they were literally saying the hurricane is heading straight for you in central Florida. And so I decided it was silly to drive south and then have to like turn around and drive north again because I was at Dragon Con when Katrina hit and I couldn't go back home then because they were literally on the news going, you're not allowed to enter Florida. Like they were only letting in emergency vehicles back then. And uh, I thought the same thing might happen again because, you know, who knew? Like, literally the whole state was in the cone of danger. So I am only now, a week later, heading back south. So your Dragon Con experience has been extended. But overall, how would you say, how would you qualify Dragon Con 2017 for you? Oh, it was wonderful. It, It was a lot like last year, I have to say. Some of the things I started to try last year. I enjoyed so much, I continued to do this year. So, for example, I helped with tech up set up on Tuesday. And then on Wednesday, I helped set up the Dragon Con store in the Sheraton, which is, and I've said this before, a lot of that is lanyards, lanyards, lanyards. So, the Sheraton store is all about the lanyards for all the people who will be registering on Thursday. And then I was a newbie tour guide again. And that was um, different this year because I did two tours and they were mostly all first timers, which usually there are some more, at least on the tour groups I've led, second and third timers. So when I sound stuff, say stuff that sounds crazy, like I talk about the carpet and tell people to look down and look at the carpet and that's how you can tell what hotel you're in. And, of course, first-timers look at you like you're a crazy person. And usually I have the returning people to stand there and silently nod and be like, no, no, that's a thing. The carpet's a thing. So that was interesting. It was mostly first-timers. And our first tour, we ran into Tony Gowell. So that was pretty cool. Um, Our our good friend Tony. Our good friend Tony, who, for the listeners who don't know, He's one of the few people that is getting paid. Like, he works for Dragon Con. He works in the office. If you have ever used the Contact Us form to ask a question, it was probably either Tony or Chip in the Dragon Con office who helped you out. And he's amazing. And he is also one of the uh, panel moderators. So if you've been to a big celebrity panel and you saw somebody else, you know, introducing on stage, Tony is one of the excellent guys who does that. And... 
so we ran into him. On, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, but if you actually have you know questions or favors on how to get into with DragonCon, don't contact Tony. He doesn't want to be involved with that. You know, we we know that from talking to him a few times and stuff. He's been on the show. He's a great friend of the show. Just don't ask him for favors with DragonCon. Just word oh, of you warning. Mean like like if you like if you want to apply as a guest, what do you mean by favor? Well, favors as in if you, hey, how can I score a badge? Hey, how can I interview this person? Hey, is there a way, you know, we can get a room for this or something like that? He can't do anything like that. That's not his job. And so, and he gets really not offended, but he just, he gets tired of hearing people asking him for that, if that makes any sense. Oh, I didn't, I didn't even know that was a thing. Like there's other people that handle all those things. Oh, yeah, I, 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 I know, but because, pe- but because people... Because he, everyone thinks, oh, he works for DragonCon. He's the in person, and he's not. He doesn't do any of that. And so, you know, but he's he, a good guy. Oh, he's a wonderful guy. He's one of our, you know, one of our favorites to be on the show, and he'll probably be back on the show a couple times on the regular Earth Station One and Earth Station Who he's talked about joining us for. Absolutely. Well, yes, yeah, that's definitely true. There are a couple things where I was, you know, like um, I raise money for the charity now on the DragonCon's official charity on behalf of the Eternal members. So there have been occasions where I knew it wasn't Tony's job, but I just emailed, I just filled out the contact form and said, here's the thing, who do I contact? Because they do have a list of people on the DragonCon website and their job titles. But sometimes it's not always obvious from a person's job title at DragonCon, just like it is your job title in real life exactly 100% of what might fall under their job description. So there have been a couple occasions where Tony was like, okay, you need to contact this person. Yeah, yeah. Excuse me. Just to be clear, if you have an official question, Tony's the guy. Tony will, will, if he doesn't know, he'll find out for you. But if you have an unofficial favor you need, Tony's not that guy. (laughs) Oh, yeah, no, no. I think think that's the way to make it really clear. (laughs) You want to go to Dragon Con, buy a badge or volunteer. That's how you go to Dragon Con. Well, exactly. Exactly. Or if you think you could become a guest, apply to be a guest or an attending professional. Don't go through Tony. That's the best thing. He's not like, hey, Tony. Procedures in place for those things. Hey, Tony. Tony will hook you up. He's not that guy. He's not that guy. (laughs) He's not that Tony. No, no, he's not that Tony. All right. So, but getting back to you, Zan. So, the newbie tour is great. And I understand that you also participated in a number of panels this year. Oh, yeah. Just one more thing on the newbie tour. When we ran into Tony, he very strongly hinted that there would be more activities on Wednesday night. And then when I went to the closing ceremonies panel, Rachel Reeves also point blank said there will be more activities on Thursday night. And then somebody asked, well, does that mean registration is going to be open on Wednesday? And she was and she said no. So just to let everybody know, you know, you'll still have time to get your badges early on Thursday next year and have plenty of time to go to the increased uh, nighttime activity that Dragon Con will have, especially now since you might have already mentioned this on their official website, it does now list Thursday as being the official start of Con for 2018. Yeah, I think so, it, I think we can officially say now that Thursday is the new Friday. Yes, that is official. Um, and yeah, I did get to speak on more panels than ever this year, which was fantastic. Uh, some of the highlights were I was wearing my red Marriott. My name tag says of Marriott for the Handmaid's Tale panel, which Handmaid's Tale people know, like the women's names in that show for the people that are the handmaids. And those are the ones that wear the red dresses. 
they, their name tags usually indicate what family they belong to, like a surname. So I did of Marriott and like had my Marriott carpet cape and all that kind of stuff. So I did a little crossover for that. And that was a very interesting panel. And I, they said they were going to try and have two of those next year. The Westward World panel was also very engaging because that's a first season show and as was The Handmaid's Tale. And I think that's interesting to talk about first season shows because there's just so many possibilities and directions they could go to next. And also panels that I attended, I did get to, I did, I always have a list of my high priority panels because I know I'm not going to get into everything I want. Like that's just never going to happen. That's Dragon Con and you have to accept that. But my top two were Nathan Fillion and Matt Smith. And I got into both of them and I got to ask Matt Smith a question. So I was really happy about that. Very nice. Can I, what, what, what was your question? May I ask? Yeah, I asked Matt, and I'm not sure if they're going to have this recorded for DragonCon TV. I think some of the Doctor Who guests might have been people who, because of like licensing or contract agreements, might they might not be able to show them on streaming. I'm not 100% on that, but I think I remember reading that somewhere. But my question was, I said, you know, Doctor Who is one of those shows that has a lot of surprises in it for the fans, and what surprised you as an actor? And he had like a whole big list of different plot lines and stuff that were surprising to him that he got to do. So it was good to know that, you know, sometimes the actors are just as surprised as the audience members, because that's definitely a show that has a lot of twists and turns and reveals and of course time travel. So that was really interesting. And I'm glad they got to me because he had a huge question line of people who wanted to talk to him. I'm sure he did. That's very cool. What was in, and and you participated in the uh, Nathan Fillion panel as well? Well, I didn't ask a question in that one. I just attended that. And also gotcha. I was able to make it to the con man panel because I have, I had seen him when he'd previously come to Dragon Con and asked him questions before. So I kind of felt like, you know, let somebody else have a turn, but I'd never seen Matt Smith before. So Sounds sometimes good. even if I might have a question, a lot of times the questions I'm thinking of, I'm fairly confident somebody else is going to ask that. So I don't always need to be in the question line for every panel I'm in. But there are some, especially people I've never seen before, that it's just nice to have that little interaction, especially since I don't tend to get photos and autographs very often. I make rare exceptions, but that is kind of, you know, just another line to stand in and you have to make choices at Dragon Con about what you want. And I'm not really a big collector. So I, I do have a few from here and there over the years, but I've met some people that they don't go to panels. They just get photos or autographs and that's their thing. And I'm yeah. more of a panel person. So that's where I spend most of my time. Absolutely. And um, yeah, you know, and I, I did skip a couple panels to get pictures of whatever outfit I was wearing that day with Brian Humphrey, the, with the photographer who is outside the walk of fame. Yep. And he did a fantastic job. And every year I stop by and I say, this is going to be my profile picture and ask him to do a few shots. And he will have you do them so that you're, you know, looking up and looking right and looking up and looking left. And I feel like I'm posing like I'm running for president, you know, because he'll be like, look towards the future. And <laughs> that's an interesting pose. And then one straight on. So he'll take a few so that you can look and see what you like best. And 
that very often ends up being my online profile picture. So we have that to look forward to. Yeah. So, yeah, I did a bunch of panels and hopefully I'll be able to, I mean, I'm not, not to, I, I just can't mention all of them. There were quite a bit of them, but they, they were all really enjoyable and the audience participation was fantastic in every single one. Some of them were completely filled up like interpretations of the force. Everybody wanted to talk about midi-chlorians and the force. That one was totally full. The second person to ask a question in that was a guy dressed as a Starfleet captain, which I thought was really funny. <laughs> um, they were taking a little while before they with the with the person before him, and so finally I'm like, "Are we just not getting to that guy because he's in Starfleet?" And they're like, "No, no, the force moves through everyone. You're cool. You're cool. You can ask your question." <laughs> um, and th that was really lively because people have a lot of opinions about what the force is. Yeah, yeah, that, that, that Star Wars is pretty popular. Still. Yeah. And I'd heard there were some Star Wars panels on some tracks that were not the Star Wars tracks. So it's got really broad appeal, too. Like you can cover it in different ways. You can cover it from a scientific perspective. You know, there's there's various ways you can cover because the Star Wars universe is so big. Oh, yeah. And of course... You know, I'm sure in every panel it somehow comes up, like, what do you want to happen in the next movie? And, what, you know, how do you think the Force might be changed? And that that was really interesting to hear everybody's different perspectives on that, including the audience. And that was one where right away people just lined up at the mic because everybody has their own take on that. Very cool. Oh, one well, thing. Oh, one, go ahead. Oh, sorry, no, absolutely. Go ahead. Go ahead. One thing I... I do want to be sure to mention because I know we're going to be wrapping up here shortly. Yes. Is once again on Wednesday night, I did my, I call it my free trashy photo op, and that's trashy, the famous trash can at Dragon Con. This was the second year that I had a photo op where I bring a bunch of, I bring like the a fake made up trashy. You know, obviously nobody has the original real trashy, but I make my own cosplay version of trashy and bring it to the original location where the trash can was or actually a little bit next to it because they have something set up in the original location but you know close enough and a version the, the original older version the famous version of the marriott carpet which it's just fabric but if you crop out in your photo if you frame it correctly it looks like you're standing on the original carpet when you're really standing on fabric and some other pieces, like I have the original carpet that I bought off eBay. So I have some props, and it's the free trashy photo op Wednesday night, and I've already made a Facebook event for it next year so that people can, you know, you can plan a year ahead. So, hey, slackers, if you haven't started on your 2018 schedule yet, <laughs> and now you want to come in on Thursday, because Thursday is a new Friday, so Wednesday is a new Thursday, and you want to come in on Wednesday night and have something to do, it's free. You don't even need a badge. DragonCon hasn't started yet. It's Wednesday. You can start off your week with a free photo op with Trashy and the carpet next year, and it'll be the third year I've done that on Wednesday night. Right now, I have it penciled in for 11, uh, 11 p.m., so I'll probably do it 11 to midnight, and we'll start off the weekend with that, and then everybody goes to the Pulse Bar, and you know, then you get your weekend started on Thursday. Yep. Yeah. And yeah, we are already talking about 2018 and, you know, there's a lot to talk about for that, but of course we'll have to wait till January to do so. Um, but I am glad that you had a great 
2017 Dragon Con. And, uh, and of course, she'll be back. We know Zan will be back. I mean, she's eternal. So she'll be, she's oh, there. Definitely. She's there before almost everybody else. And this year, she left after almost everybody else. That's how committed Zan is to Dragon Con. Yep, I will be there. We were in the parade, Cult of Marriott Carpet, the Eternal Numbers. We'll be in the parade again next year, I'm sure. So, yeah, it was fantastic. I feel like a lot of stuff that I did last year just ended up on my schedule again this year because I had so much fun doing the trashy photo op last year and doing the store setup and doing the panels that my schedule, you know, maybe not time slot for time slot, but a lot of the things I did there were some new and there were some repeats that I think are becoming annual traditions for me. And, and just so everybody knows, um, because we're, yeah, we're going to go on hiatus for a few months while we still recover. Um, but we'll be back in January to record. But in the meantime, a lot of stuff happens, including, uh, hotels start to go if they're not gone already. So, Zan, in addition to people finding you on the Eternal Members page, a great Facebook group, they can also find you um, in the uh, the DragonCon Hotels group, right? Right. So there's the DragonCon Hotel Connection page, which I follow, right. but I'm not affiliated with, and they do really good periodic roundups of availability. And then there's the DragonCon Rooms Facebook group, and I'm in that very frequently. I'm one of the admins, and we offer advice there about how to book a hotel room. And if you want to find out all the things I'm involved with, I have a website, www.dragonconeternalmembers.com. It's plural. There's an S at the end. And then there's kind of a little about me section at the bottom of the page so that if you just want to remember one website address and then be able to get direct links, if for some reason it doesn't come up in search, to the Dragon Con Rooms group and some other things I help out with, like I said, the parade groups and some other things. I don't quite have all that stuff updated yet for 2018, but the, the links are correct. And then I'll be creating Facebook events for other things as the, years go, as the year goes on and things develop. Awesome. So people can find you there and we'll have the links to all the stuff on our show notes so that people can track you uh, until next year when we see you again. So thank you so much for uh, joining us, not only uh, tonight while you're on the road back home, but also throughout the year, giving us valuable information, doing the segments for us. We really appreciate it, Zan. And I enjoy doing it. And I look forward to talking to you in January. Awesome. Well, take care. Thank you. And so now we draw a close to another episode and another season of the Dragon Con Con Report, the 2017 edition. A big thank you for everyone for joining us, not only on this episode, for all year round. Uh, for the folks that couldn't be here, like Michelle uh, Biddick-Simmons and Kevin Batchelder and Nakoma Sanchez. And I think at the beginning of the year, we even had Nikki Rao-Baker join us for a couple of episodes. Um, and everybody who's been on the show and has supported the show and listening to the show, thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Uh, thanks for Eternal Zan for uh, tuning in and joining us on her drive home from the convention. And thanks to our station crew, the original station crew for the Dragon Con Con Report, starting with Mary Lou Who. Thank you so much, Mary. Absolutely, guys. I was glad to do it again. 
Absolutely. And 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 so uh without the Dragon Con report for a couple of months until we until 2018, where can where can people find you? What you're going to be doing? Anything exciting? Yeah, um I've actually started streaming video games on Twitch. Uh so that's like my thing I'm doing right now. It's um twitch.tv slash Mary Lou Games. Um, and then, of course, on Twitter at Mary Lou Who Blog and on Instagram by the same handle. Very cool. Very cool. Well, we will see you next year. Absolutely. Awesome. Thank you, Darren. I, I certainly hope that you get over the crud fairly oh, I quickly. Hope, I hope I'll be over the crud by the time we start recording the 2018 shows. <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping sooner than that. But yes, I hope so. Yes. For sure. <clears throat> Indeed. In, in, in the meantime... Where can people find you for the rest of the year? Uh, Legion of Substitute Podcasters and occasionally on ESO, I believe. We got one of those coming up, don't we? Yes, I we think do. So. Next week. <laughs> Next week. That gives me a week to get over the crowd. <laughs> no awesome. pressure. It's, no pressure. As always, sir, it's great to have you back for this year. It's wonderful to be had, sir. And of course, we could not do this without director Mike Faber. None of this would be possible. I keep on telling myself I'm the guy who hits record, but you know what? It's all about you guys out there who listen to us. Cause with, you know, without them, we'd be just talking to ourselves, which is not a bad thing at all. I like talking to you guys. So it's always okay. a plus. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I, I didn't know where you were going with that. Sorry. <laughs> like, Nobody well, ever knows where the dude goes. There you go. There you go. Um, uh, for those people out there who this might be their first time with us or they've listened to us for the years we've been doing this. Yes, years, plural. Um, thank you so much. Uh, we try the best we can to cover everything we can with these special episodes that we do. Um, but to keep up with the latest news, please check out the official DragonCon website. Certainly in the next few months, they, they there are some hotels that are already selling sold out. There are other uh, hotels that are about to put their blocks of DragonCon rooms on sale. So go to the official DragonCon site. Find out what you can there. Also go to uh, the Facebook groups. We'll have some links to some of the ones for hotel information, as well as all the tracks are active on Facebook year-round. So uh, you can those people who are going through withdrawals, you can, you can check in with your DragonCon buddies uh all year round through the facebook groups and you can check in with us all year round that way too because we have a a great facebook group page um and we can also be found on twitter uh, plus stitcher um we want you to be part of the discussion for next year so please feel free to join in let us know things that you liked let us know that things you didn't like. It's sort of like the Dragon Con app, right? Like if you liked us, let us know. Give us five stars. If you didn't like us, then let us know and give us five sarcastic stars. Hey, uh, I we, see what you we, did there. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, we, but we really appreciate hearing from you guys. We appreciate you listening. We also would appreciate if you help support our podcast. Um, there's an Amazon link at the top of the ESO homepage. Fill up your cart with all geeky stuff. The holidays are coming, so bye, 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 and and click on that ESO link before you do so. Again, it doesn't cost you any more, and it does help us out a lot. Hey, thanks for listening. Hold, 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 hold. Before you say Absolutely. hold, we, there's going to be a new way to help support the station coming very soon. 
ESO Patreon is coming, my friends. Ooh, I, you heard it here first. Awesome. Yeah, that's right. And we are going to have exclusive material available, including panels that we recorded at DragonCon. Yep. So that's going to be the only place you're going to be able to hear the uh, panel, the various panels that we did for ESO, including the Princess Bride one that we spoke about earlier. The ESO Network Reunion will be available up there and a couple other ones that I recorded with uh, multiple members of the network. So all this will be coming your way when Patreon goes live. And that should probably be by the end of September. So keep an eye out for it. ESO is putting on their big boy pants. It's just about time. Exactly. Because <laughs> those, those diapers are starting well, we to chafe. A, uh, we, will, we will have a link to that as well in our show notes. So thanks. Check that out. We appreciate all the support you give us, whether it's through Patreon or just listening or sharing this with others. We really appreciate it. So thanks for listening. I'm your host, Mike Gordon, and it's been my pleasure. We'll see you next year at the con. So sad that it should come to this We try to warn you all, but oh dear You may not share our intellect Which might explain your disrespect For all the natural wonders that grow around you Hello, podcast fans. My name is Chris Jones, and I'm here to tell you about the Nerd Bliss podcast. Now, of all the geek-oriented podcasts out there, we are definitely one of them. Yes, we talk about Star Trek and Star Wars and cosplay and Marvel and DC and the usual. But as geeks, we embrace anyone with very specialized knowledge, like triathletes or improv comedians or musicians. So we try to bring them in and let them share their geekiness with you to help broaden some horizons. And maybe you'll learn something. Maybe we'll learn something. You can find our entire catalog at nerdlesspodcast.com on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play Music, Player FM. And we are now proud to be a part of the ESO Network. Once again, we are the Nerd Bliss Podcast. Thank you and pod bless. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network, your station for all things geek, classic, current, and beyond. Be part of the crew at esonetwork.com.